my dear friends in the Lord, before coming here to South Africa, I was studying theology in Nairobi, Kenya. Last year, being my last year of theology, we were doing one of the courses called homiletics. It is a course that we learn how to preach, to write a homily, and to deliver a sermon. And so we take turns under the practical subject to preach one after the other. We're doing this hierarchically, beginning with those who were elderly than others. So the first one read like what I've done today, and he preached very well. And we're all amazed at his preaching. The second day, another one came also. He read the gospel and preached before the whole class. The third, the fourth, the fifth, until my time came, believe me, I read and I preached very, very, very well. Now, after me was a guy called Edmo. Edmo was supposed to preach just the day after me. Edmo was very scared to stand before the people. And so he read the gospel the way I did. And after reading the gospel, instead of preaching, he posed a question saying, do you know what I want to preach about? Everyone said, no, we don't know. And he said, if you don't know, then I do not know as well. And he sat down. So the rector of the seminary was very angry with Edmore. He said, how come? So tomorrow I'm going to preach. So tomorrow came and Edmore read the gospel and he was shivering even more. He hold the pulpit here and said, do, 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 do you know what uh, uh, I want to, to, to preach about? They then said, yes, we know. And he said, ah, oh, if you know, then there's no point of preaching to you. <laughs> and he sat down. The rector was more vicious at him. He said, how can you become a priest if you can't preach before the people? How can you become as such, tomorrow is your last chance, a last call. You have to preach. If you can't preach, then you pack your bags and you go back to your country. I can't remember which country he was coming from. So the day came and he read the gospel and he was shivering more than before with the same question again. Do you, do, 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 do you know what I want to preach about? Half said yes. And half said no. Guess what he said? Those who know preach to those who do not know. <laughs> My dear friends in the Lord, I hope today I will not say the same now to say, do you know what I want to preach about? This is my first Mass on a Sunday to preach before this great, holy, and good assembly of God. Today is the third Sunday of ordinary time. A time where today we are presented with Jesus Christ, the Messiah. He is now coming to the public arena and he read the scripture. We some scholars want to think that this could act as his manifesto. Remember his private life up to the age of 30 and today he is coming 
openly to the public life and he reads this scroll of Isaiah. What is the theme for today, my friends? Let us be filled with the Holy Spirit to proclaim the word and the kingdom of God. Like Jesus, let us be filled with the Holy Spirit and go out and proclaim the word. My dear friends, in the first reading, we are encountering the story of the return from exile of the Jews, the Israelites, the people of God. They were in captivity under Babylonians. They were suffering. They were languishing. They were being persecuted. And here they are. Who are these people? These are the same people we know very well who were delivered by Moses from the hands of Pharaoh in Egypt. These are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. These are the people of God who found themselves in Egypt because there was a drought and because their brother Joseph was there, whom they sold because of jealousy. They found refuge in Egypt and they ate, they stayed, they even grew in number, multiplying. One day came a new pharaoh who didn't know Joseph, and so they were exposed to suffering and torture. And so the God of our God, who is full of love, redeemed them through the hand of Moses and his brother Aaron. They were given laws to observe and to follow. The first one being, I am the Lord your God. You shall not have any other God other than me. Others would say, honor your father and your mother. Do not covet, do not commit adultery, do not steal all these ten commandments. But while they went to the promised land in Canaan, where they arrived under the leadership of Joshua, they copied other people whom they found there they copied their gods, the gods of the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, and all other gods were being worshipped. They forgot their God. They forgot the covenant they made with God. They forgot everything and they lived a life as if they are here forever. Forgetting that, we or they are pilgrims to this place and time. We are here to learn, to love, and to grow until God takes us home. They forgot everything. They lived a life of debauchery, of adultery, of anything you can think of. And so they were subjected again to slavery under the Babylonians. And so today we see the reading from Nehemiah. Ezra the priest, after these people are loved by God and brought back for the second time to their promised land, he assembles them, he reads scripture, he explains the scripture, reminding them of the love of God. From morning up to midday, they are there listening, bowing down, rejoicing, and obeying what God wants. A reminder of the God of love, a God who loves you, who loves me. My dear friends, ourselves also today, we may be captives of Babylon if we do not read, meditate, and ponder and live this word of God. We may be captives. The same commandments God gave to these 
his chosen people are here for us to listen, to obey, and to live by these commandments. But many days will fall, and our God is love. He wants us to come back to him, and he restores us to the dignity of sons and daughters of God. There are four Babylonian captives I want to bring to attention today. The first Babylonian captivity, they all start with P. The first one is the captivity of power. Where some of us are captives because of power. Power is good. We need to rule, to guide, to lead others. Power is important. Even in a classroom, in a family, in a church, everywhere, we have leadership. But the Babylonian captivity we have is the abuse of that power. When power becomes the end of everything, and you forget that with this power, we are called to save other people. So the right attitude to come out of Babylonian captivity when power is with us is to save other people, to save honestly, to save sincerely and lovingly. The other Babylonian captivity we find ourselves in is that of possession. We sometimes are attracted to possess many things, to have a lot and others not having even a single something. Where if a cake is put here, someone has to cut the three quarters of the cake and leave a quarter for the whole church assembled here. We see this in our own government institutions. We see this in many institutions that we find ourselves participating in possession. To have is okay. It's God who gives us all what we have. But the right attitude to come out of Babylon is the attitude of sharing with those without. If we do that, poverty is eradicated. Even the cues I always talk about seeing here of people coming to eat every day here. If we share the resources equally amongst ourselves, our soup kitchen will be closed for everyone who eats in his or her own home. The challenge of possession. The third P that tempts us is the P of pleasure. Pleasure is good. I want also pleasure. You want pleasure. But obsession of pleasure is a vice and it's a Babylon on itself. What is the right attitude? It is self-control. The last P is the P of pride. Where someone is very proud, even in a church, even wherever he interacts with people, very proud. It is not good. The right attitude to come out of Babylon is of humility following the example of Christ. My dear friends, today the church asks us to read scripture every day with our children, with our families, to explain scripture to our families so that our children may know what God wants of us. After knowing what God wants of them, they may love God more dearly and follow God more closely all their days of life. The challenge is that our children are so caught up in the confusion of our world, where things are very confusing to them, where they need our direction and our advice. We are living in a place and time where there's drug abuse, where there's crime rising every day, where there's disrespect of people, where there's sexual immorality, where there's cultural degradation, you may name it all. Our children need the reading of scripture, the instruction of scripture, the meditation and the contemplation of this scripture. 
remembering that we are living in a world that is changing and yet the word of God remains unchanging. There is a challenge to another parish where I worked. There was a priest who was preaching very well actually. And every Sunday he would preach people listening and listening, some taking notes. There was this guy who always say after mass, Father, they have heard it. Father, you preached very well. They have heard in the show notes. They have heard your word, Father. Next week again, preach, Father. They have heard it. So this guy was the only member of this parish with a pigeon, a car. It was raining that day. And so everyone could not come to church. The priest did his mass with this man. After mass, he was preaching the very way he preached. After mass, the guy left unceremonial at, at church going home. Because he said, now it's me who have heard it. Who do I say have heard it? So the point is, maybe today, let's say to ourselves, we have heard the word and we shall work upon it. My dear friends, in the second reading, we are meeting the Christian community in Corinth. Paul is writing to this community, a community that had a mixture of people from various ethnic groups, a combination that occasionally brought up division. And so Paul was worried that this community might break apart because of this human tendency and sin. And so he's writing to them that we are one body. We are all together. We are one. Let's love one another, embrace each other, and support one another. That's why he's using the image of the body. That the head can't say, I am on my own. Or the feet says, I am on. We need that unity. This is the unity the church calls for. Whenever we're gathered in the church, whenever we're gathered in the Eucharist, we are remembered, we are remade, and we are made one. Bread is brought from different grains of wheat, wine from different grapes, and it makes something one. The Eucharist must be a symbol of our unity, to be united, to support those who are weak among us, to go home and take the little you have and give to those without, to say to this man who comes every day on a queue for soup, from this month onwards, I don't want you to go for soup. I am going to provide myself this for you. That's how we can eradicate suffering amongst ourselves. And finally, my dear friends in the gospel, we are meeting Christ full of power, returning to his hometown in Nazareth, preaching, reading the scripture. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release of captivity, and to set prisoners free. Who are those people who are enslaved today? Who are those people who are poor today? Who are those people who need our liberation today? Think about that and make a step. When you say, Mass is ended, go in peace to love and save the Lord. Think of those and liberate them. We can do this. We can do together. But how do we do it? Mother Teresa said, if you want to promote world peace and joy, go home first and love your family and love those you stay with. If you love your family, if you love your neighbors, and everyone does that, then the world will be peaceful. 
will be all happy and you all find joy in the Lord. My dear friends, again I call you, let's see all things new in Christ. May God bless his word. Amen. My dear friends, the Mother Church asks us to confess our faith, profess our faith, the faith in Him. And so let's profess our faith. I believe in God, 